Hi, Horror Honeys. We have an amazing deal for you from Adam and Eve, America's favorite adult store. Use our code HORROR for 50% off almost any item, plus free shipping. Yes, you heard that right. 50% off almost any item, plus free shipping. Head to adamandeve.com to find something special for yourself or someone else. That's code HORROR, H-O-R-R-O-R, at checkout for 50% off plus free shipping. Order now and get ready to f***. Ooh and hiss. Hello, everyone. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to I'm Horrified and indeed a very special episode of I'm Horrified. Oh, welcome to I'm Horrified. My voice is so high because I'm so excited. Um, uh, I I have been such a fan of this person in in general as a human, and I'm also now a huge fan of this person's work. Um, but Sam, who do we have today? Today we have a very special guest, uh, a very wonderful author and friend. Please welcome to the podcast. Annie Cardi. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This is delightful. Thank you so much for being here. We were so, we're so excited to talk to you both about what you've been working on and then the horrible spiral it's put you Uh, on on the internet. And I believe that you may have heard us say a little something yes, um, on a podcast. Oh God. I can't even. I can't even remember exactly what episode it was, but you brought this up and I like, I immediately emailed you and I was like, you have to talk about this thing. Like it is for millions combing the episodes for this, um, you know, find out which episode it was, but (laughs) I may have mentioned a little something about a little duo named girl defined. Do we know girl who girl defined is Sam? Mm -hmm. Uh, Have we dabbled? I do know who Girl (laughs) Defined is, and my reaction is boo and hiss. Um, And also they feel like maybe like a crazy Twilight Zone version of you and I. Like if you and I had made some very very different choices, very, very different choices. The darkest timeline. I'm sensing like that would be a really great like sort of Patreon level. (laughs) Like you give us 20 bucks a month and we will release the girl defined cut and it's us and we're in the lighting and we have the modest top that they have the modest tops yes and the blonde hair Mm -hmm. and the minimal sort of minimal scandy background Mm -hmm. so now i'm getting i'm getting too into it and annie (laughs) i really want to defer to you so we are going to talk about girl defined but we're going to back up a little bit first annie could you tell us why you're here today? Why? Um, aside from being a super fan who <laughs> emails you mid-episode. I I was so thrilled beyond measure that somebody had an expertise in this. Um, and I don't know if you refer to it as, a, as an expertise. I, I believe that. I think that if yeah. you did research for this book, that's an expertise. That's research. That is true. Um, so I have my PhD in YouTube Christian influencer, I guess. <laughs> um, I would give you, if I was the president of a college, I would give you an honorary degree. Oh, thank you. I would. I feel really comfortable giving office. you one from Emerson, actually. I feel <gasps> like, go, I right? Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, me surrounded by a bunch of smoking 20 somethings outside the little building. Yeah. Like, it's not a great honor, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's one of the, which one I feel appropriate to bestow. As two people so, with paid for degrees from Emerson College, hey. we can say pretty clearly it's, it's not that big of an honor, but. <laughs> but so you, you have a little bit of a professional history with Girl Defined because it it's taking mm-hmm. you on a little journey. So could you take yes. us back to the very beginning, just the yes. very beginning? Um, so I uh, recently uh, came out with um, my second young adult novel uh, called Red. Um, and Red is a YA adaptation of the, the Scarlet Letter centered around abortion and grooming. Um, so in this book, the main character kind of moves to a new town. She, um, gets involved in the local youth group and the church choir. Um, and when she 
ends up having an abortion, um, her friends, you know, turn on her. Um, so in, in writing the book and kind of starting to draft, you know, I was pulling on my own experience from church, you know, groups, um, but also I was like, oh, what, you know, what is it like now for young Christian teens? Um, so I ended up, as one does on YouTube, I came across uh, these young, attractive, charismatic Christian YouTubers. And the the video series that I ended up really diving into for research was Girl Defined. So I can launch a little bit into um, kind of my experience about Girl Defined and then kind of shift into um, the actual backstory. Yes, so. that would sure. That would be perfect. And I think also, I guess for the blessedly uninitiated, that means that Girl Defined is referencing this duo. Yes. This, this YouTube yes. duo. YouTube, that's their brand. And that's it's not just brand. YouTube. They have a website, they have horses, they have all sorts of things. And I'll talk about that. Oh, um, I thought you said horses. I oh, they probably God. have horses. And you know I what? Would, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I That's would some, not be surprised. Some hard horse girl energy. Oh, the horse girl energy is off the charts. And I feel yeah. like there's going to be horse girls out there like, hey, don't, don't oh, put yeah. that on me. Don't Love. put that energy right? on me. Well, I've, some horse girls are like Tina from Bob's Burgers, you know, yes. like pure weird girl right. energy. And then some horse girls are like rich horse girl energy. Exactly. And it's very different. Very different idea. divide. Yeah. But it is important to speak to the horse girls in your life. Just to, establish, <laughs> to make sure that they don't go down Just the to establish, path. you know, sort of political boundaries. Yeah. But yes, please take us on a journey. Yes. Um. So... I've watched a ton of their videos um, and and found them really compelling. Like, especially in doing this research, I I was really interested in seeing kind of how they were framing like Christian womanhood, um, modern relationships, um, and you know, political beliefs in this way that was very um accessible for especially like young women. Um, that's really their tar- target audience. Um and so, yeah, I went down this super rabbit hole with them um, then. So I am very excited to to share with you today why I think that they are horrifying. And you yeah. and you feel comfortable laying that that gauntlet down. They yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah, I feel like like 25 percent of the time I'm like, man, maybe you guys aren't so bad. Like this is this is OK. Like, the branding is, is too bad. The branding it's so is really strong. strong. Yep. And then they drop something that I'm like, oh no, this is terrible. Please take a step back. Yep. It's like, what the fuck? Like you, you, you think you didn't hear what you heard, you right. know? We were just like, oh my gosh, this is very bubble, bubbly, sparkly sort of tone. Right. And it goes from very positive, like God loves you to like truly awful stuff. That's yeah. how they get you. That's they how do, they draw right? you in. Suddenly you're at a Girl Defined conference and you're like, how did I end up here? <laughs> <laughs> if this story ends with you actively oh at a Girl Defined conference, no. I would, you're like, I was undercover wearing a big hat. <laughs> you know what though? If like a major publication wants to pay me to go undercover, like I will do it. Guys, Ooh. I'm sensing a girls weekend. <gasps> oh my I'm gosh. Sensing a gonna... podcast series. Live from Texas. <laughs> Live from Texas. Girl redefined. That's what we call I love it. Love that. Girl redefined. You're welcome. Yes. You can keep that. That's on me. <laughs> um but yeah, so how would how does one even begin to talk about them like how would you define their their thing so I would say Girl Defined is a Christian lifestyle brand marketed toward young evangelical women um and that brand includes a website a YouTube channel which is again how I kind of encountered them they have a podcast now they have online courses they have a conference so again like it really kind of expands the whole social media lifestyle experience On their website, they say that their mission is to help modern girls understand and live out God's timeless truth for womanhood. In a day and age when girls and women receive so many conflicting messages about their value, purpose, and identity, they desperately need to know that the only one who can define them is the one who created them. Through our blogs, videos, conferences, and online webinars, we are building an online sisterhood 
where girls and women can find the encouragement and answers they're searching for. So again, sounds not terrible. Like sounds, sounds just fine. Just fine. Yeah. Um, and, and something so potent, I feel like about that definition is like that word of like, who defines you? Yeah. It's like, as a young person, like, yeah. isn't that what you're looking for? Is just right. like, okay, what, who am I? What am I? How do and I figure my and way especially in Especially when you, it's like, you've already heard of Jesus. Like if you're here, you know who Jesus is. If you've heard of Jesus, you're going <laughs> to love us. Yeah, right. So it is a thing where if you are again, like a, a 13, 14 year old Christian girl, you're like, oh, okay, this is me. I know I can sign up for this. And the, the whole thing is run by sisters, Bethany Beal and Kristen Clark. Um, they're born and raised in Texas to a big evangelical Christian family. Um, they have other sisters who have appeared in videos, do blog posts and stuff, but Bethany and Kristen are the, the main faces of Girl Defined. Um, after a less successful site centered around the Baird sisters, that's their maiden name, um, as a brand, um, kind of they, they launched that first, then they refocused in 2016 and created Girl Defined. Um, one of the blog posts on their site took off and that was why Christian girls post seductive selfies. You, oh, you I'm might wonder intrigued. why, and it's because they're sad, lonely, and insecure. I'm baited, I'm baited to click, Frank. There it is. <laughs> I get it though. <laughs> And from that, they connected with a Christian publishing company and came out with their first book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. Um, so, you know, they they kind of got launched by blog content like that. Um, they have multiple books out now. And like, you know, we were saying they're pretty and they're blonde and tall, and they feel like you're super Christian big sisters. They talk about many things that are re relatable to many young Christian women, like how to be happy when you don't have a boyfriend, how to deal with your heartache after a breakup, how infertility and loss has strengthened my faith, what I wish I knew going into my first year of marriage. Um, so like stuff that, again, like seems like this is pretty okay. Like, you know, and you can come at it from a, a religious perspective and, you know, have kind of leaning on your faith in hard times and you know, feeling um, satisfied in who you are, even though you might feel pressured to, you know, be dating someone to look a certain way, maybe you don't feel comfortable with that. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, this seems like pretty good. And, you know, I think that even if that's not your particular belief, I think there is value in a space for like young Christian women who want to hear positive messages about being young oh. and also being loved by God and having like faith as a cornerstone of your life. Um, and that was something that when I was writing Red, like I wanted to have that included. Um, so I didn't want it to be this dichotomy between people who are like pro-choice and like like people who are religious and mm. awful. Um, so I wanted the main character in Red to be someone who like really connects to faith and like really struggles with how to have this relationship with God when you know, her church friends have shamed her um, and how to kind of reclaim her her faith and her voice. So again, like, I think there's a lot of value in reaching like young people who have faith as part of your life. And even uh, Kristen and Bethany and Girl Defined have like kind of acknowledged that purity culture, which was super popular in the 90s and early 2000, mm -hmm. like did some damage to young women and, and how they see sex in their bodies. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, like, Again, like 25% of the time, your message like sounds pretty good. Um, but unfortunately, then they keep going. They do, don't they? They, they really, really do. do. They really do. They keep at it oh. until gosh darn it, you've gone off the rails. Yeah, right. And and again, you're just like really stunned by some of the offensive stuff they say. Um, or at least I am. Because <laughs> um, for every like kernel of an okay idea they have, there are like 10 other harmful ones. Um, for example, they put a lot of emphasis on God's design for women and biblical womanhood. That includes women as being a helper for a man and having a different role in God's eyes than a man does. And, you know, that's a very traditional evangelical Christian, a deeply binary view of gender and sexuality. Um, and especially recently, they veered very hard into transphobia and homophobia um, mm -hmm. in a very like Fox Newsy kind of way where it was like, oh, my gosh, there are drag queens at the library. How dare like this is this is going to destroy America. 
Ugh. Huh. It makes me so mad that like, that's just like the topic for everyone now. Like, it's like, right. all of a sudden it's like every, the worst person, you know, in every frame of the world is like, I'm actually also very transphobic. And you're like, yeah, of course you are. Yeah. Like, it yeah. just sucks. Um, I feel like they maybe like they they could sense that maybe and capitalized on it a little. Oh, one hundred percent. I and think it was it started done well for them, right? I think it like it started getting picked up by, again, like Fox News, other media outlets that are you know more far right, and I think they were like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go into that. Like they have a whole video video about how they see drag queens as a mockery of God's design for womanhood. Um, so yeah, like that says it all. And they have- Which is frankly how I might define them. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> my own faith-based life. And they also, like even before that in their books, which again, I've read a couple of, they include interviews with people who are queer and like, not like, like uh, think of that as a sin. And they're like, oh, well, obviously I can't be like attracted to women. So I have to live like holding that back. And I'm like, that is so sad. And they they frame it as like, look, someone overcame their gay. How wonderful. Yeah, like, someone is is embracing God's good design for womanhood. Right, because women are supposed to be a helper for a man. And that means getting married and having babies and, and being a support person instead oh. of being a, like a, an actual human. I do think that you made a good point before as well about um, something that I was really interested in when I was snooping around. I was sort of like, I had like a little, a a little hat, like a little Sherlock Holmes hat creeping around their YouTube page Um, uh, was uh, the sort of focus on singleness. Yeah. Because Bethany, her girl, Bethany. Oh my God. (laughs) How do, oh, I can't. Um, she was like, as we all know, I am single like that. A lot of, a lot of the <laughs> videos would start with, and her married sister would be like, yes, uh, Bethany is in her season of singlehood. And Bethany's like, yeah, I really am. I'm in the season. She's maybe in her mid twenties. Yeah. Oh and God. she was, it was so clear that she was white knuckling it. Yeah. She could barely, she could barely contain herself, but I liked the, in theory, the idea that somebody was speaking to like, hey, you don't need to be in a relationship. Right. As a yeah. I don't feel like I heard that a lot as yeah. a kid. Like, hey, if all your friends have boyfriends and you don't, like, that's fine. That, yeah, right. It doesn't mean that either you're never going to find someone to be in a relationship with, or that just like, you can be on your own and that's better than being in a relationship with someone you don't like. And I think that maybe their answer to that was like, but you are in a relationship with someone. <laughs> Can you guess who? <laughs> G-O-D. Yeah. yeah. You know me. yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's actually all good. You always have a date to the prom. And then it's like the rest of us are like, yikes. Okay. So I, all right, fair enough. Now we get where we're going. And I feel it like there's that very like positive kernel where you're like, yeah, it is good to talk to young women about like, I didn't date anybody like throughout high school. It was just like, I had a lot of friends and a lot of friends who were guys. And it was just like, I didn't have anybody who I wanted to date. And, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Other friends have dates to the prom. I'm going to see if a friend will go with me. So it's like, it's nice to hear that. It's like, it's okay. You don't have to date a dude just because he's a dude. Um, But then I feel that they, they also veer into the extreme of like, of again, like very evangelical Christian courtship um, where... I, I can't remember if it was both of them or just one of them. Like maybe it was Bethany and they like didn't kiss until they got married. It was like, that was their first kiss. And in one video, Bethany and Kristen are talking and Bethany is like, oh, I remember when you were like go literally walking to the altar and like get up front. And she like, Kristen turns to Bethany and she's like, I'm not that attracted to him, but here I go. And I'm like, yep. there's like a whole ocean between like, it's okay to be single. Like, that's fine. And like, you should marry someone without actually feeling attraction to them because they have this bonkers idea of what it means to like be in a body and like have an emotional experience with someone else that isn't like just an emotional experience with Jesus. 
I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask, I, I think the two of you are more familiar with Girl Defined than I am, but that is one clip that I've seen memed is the one like being like, I'm not attracted to him, but we'll see how it goes. And I was going to be like, is that the one who was in her single season of singleness? And she just like, that was the one who like was married first. Oh no. It was like, yeah. It was like, oh wow, you're, you're setting a bad precedent. Sam, if you, we, I was in front of you when you were getting married. I, if True. you had said that to me before you walked down the aisle, I would have yanked you to my car. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have been like, I think you were all set because you did have a boyfriend in college <laughs> or in high school and it was your now husband. Yeah, I mean, I think the fine point is you don't have to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is like, I had been dating my now husband for 12 full years before I married oh my him. God. So if I hadn't been attracted to him that whole time, that would have been an, an even deeper problem, I think, uh, than if oh, I yeah. had only known You're him. We're working for like a, a crazy week. long game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just give him 10 more years. He's going to be hot, I bet. <laughs> That sounds just Joke. like just add it to the bank. <laughs> I think that that also is like a surefire. This is just a gay woman. Yeah. So this is just <laughs> like I don't think that would have to do with Adam in the slightest. I think that would just be an indicator that you're a gay person and that's fine. Yeah. It's just like I can't seem to figure it out. I can't seem to, you know, really make it happen. Something about the fact that he's a man is just not working for me. Really? But I'm sure yeah, if, right. I, yeah. if I just gave it a few I'm more just, years. I'm just going to go for it, I guess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so in a, in a similar way. Again, they've like mentioned like purity culture, did a lot of harm. Um, and, you know, they they talk about how like sex can be wonderful and great, but only in a heterosexual marriage. Um, and again, like literally like you can have your first kiss at the altar kind of like boundaries um and so like Kristen has talked about her addiction to pornography and I which I think is probably like erotica I don't think mm -hmm. it's like you know like you know hard porn Ooh. um and her struggles with masturbation you know which obviously they see as like wrong and offensive to like God's design of sexuality between a man and a woman and it's like oh there's no sense that like this this is maybe not like I mean maybe it could have been an addiction in a in a very like literal way where she like was having a problem doing anything else but it seems more like she was ha having feelings and like letting herself explore um and it's like okay obviously but we can't have that even though sex is good but only in this tiny little window and that's that's when God says it's okay um, instead of again acknowledging that you're like a person and you're like you're a person in a body yeah god as an avid romance re reader I'm going to make an unfounded guess right now of what she reads my <gasps> guess is that she's into paranormal romance I bet that she's mm -hmm. into like the wolf pack took me <laughs> <laughs> oh I think like, it's hard omegaverse oh it could be. god I'm but it could also, but paranormal leaves room for like the vampire lord yeah. took me into his castle and oh see you know what i think i've seen one of their videos about how christian girls shouldn't celebrate halloween so well, obviously that's, that's, a that's true that's a <laughs> sin like, on top of sin. Godly, you know? sin on sin yeah. or it was um ice planet barbarians which i read all of <laughs> should we send her a couple I mean, um, Kristen from Girl Defined, should we send her bound <laughs> copies of Ice Planet Barbarians? I'm sure she's listening. Um, I'll get her. She'll I'll, love this. I'll get her press info. But I, I also like when you were like, she's having struggles with masturbation. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing, I'm, I am having difficulty masturbating to completion. <laughs> no. Like, and I'm like. like Fair enough. I mean, I like it's complicated down. Yeah. I think it's really like she was having struggles because she was doing it. Like at all. Yeah, that was the that, that was the struggle. The struggle yeah. was it's happening, period. Yeah. But yeah, my my I, that's how depraved I am. I'm like, oh, we gotta get you like a vibrator. It's like, girl, it's <laughs> okay. It's just, like, like it seems like a super simple fix. You know, you think it should be easy, but it's not. Like yeah. we just wanna help. Is it appropriate for me to plug our Adam and Eve affiliate link? <laughs> <laughs> right here. This is Adam and um, we're, gonna, we're gonna cut to a commercial. 
Are you in your season of singlehood? (laughs) (laughs) Or in your season of marriage? Yeah. How does God feel about, actually, no, that's going to be a different podcast. I just was like, (laughs) yeah, never mind. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm so sorry. Where were we? Oh, no. Um, Oh, so you have to be like completely sexually inactive before marriage. And then you go to town. Mm-hmm. And they get no sense of like, I mean, they they do talk about how, oh, you know, you you might, it might not be great to start with. You might need to get to know your partner and like they, you know, get to know what you like, you get to know what they like. And again, like all that stuff is good, but it's in this frame of it can only happen after you get married, after doing absolutely nothing with your body. Um, and they also, something they say about sexuality is we're all sexually broken. We're all impure. And right, like it feels like something that they think sounds really like affirming and comforting instead of it being like, no, honey, that's just, you're all just people. Like you, you are just a human in a body. It does not mean that you are broken. Like, it's just that you are experiencing the world as a physical human. So yeah, it just like shames everyone for having a sexual feeling instead of acknowledging that like this is part of living in the world. And like it's so dark. I feel like yeah. it's even worse than saying it's wrong, don't do it. It's yeah. like you are sexually broken. Right. There is something that is deeply broken about you. Yeah. But it's okay because we well, all deal with the same thing. Yeah, we're all Everyone's broken worse. and sad in this way. But don't worry, Jesus will help you. Instead of it being like, no, God, like if you, if you believe in God and Jesus is like, you, you were made as a person, like that is also part of like God's design. So like, why are you like all broken inside? Because maybe you had like a sexual thought or urge or something or like kissed someone sometime. Like it just, yeah, I feel like it, it goes from like, oh, okay. Like this, here's the thing like, oh, maybe purity culture wasn't, it wasn't great. And you know, sex can be good, but then it's like, oh, you, you veered very hard, right? <laughs> like we needed a gentle, right? And you just went off the road. Yeah. Um, and of course, um, kind of related to that, they're also very down on birth control, um, which they frame as being like damaging to your body and, you know, something that is really harmful versus something that thousands of women take safely every day. Um, and it's, you know, something that is not the right choice for everyone, but it should be just like, a conversation that you have with your doctor about your options. Um, and, you know, similar for abortion where, you know, talking about, they talk about how like emotionally damaging and physically dangerous it is um, while also not talking about how emotionally damaging and physically dangerous it is to be pregnant and have a child. And I even think that I would be cool. I mean, I guess they don't care what I'm cool with, but <laughs> they've, they've proven that. But like, I, I do feel like maybe if you were uh, something that I would love to see is a space for the, I'm sure very, very many faith-based people who have had abortions. Yeah. I am sure many, many women have been in that position and are struggling with that mm-hmm. and, and, and have, have a lot of guilt and shame to work through not that they should but I I can only imagine yeah that's the case for so so many people and the idea that there could be a place for those people to talk about it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. to to come to whatever conclusions they want to come to right would be so great that would be such a positive force and especially when like they are they're framing abortion as something that like you, if that ha- if you end up having an abortion, it's because you were sexually promiscuous. You were, you know, not being respectful to your body. Um, you were putting yourself in harm's way. You were shaming God or whatever. Instead of and and thinking of it, I think more like oh, young women like being loose mm-hmm. versus the reality where most abortions are. Um, are for women who have ha- already had children. Um, so they might actually be in these committed heterosexual relationships. And it's just someone thinking, I am pregnant again. I cannot have another child. Like we cannot afford it. I, you know, cannot um do that now based on what had, you know, happened in previous pregnancies. Um, so it's something they'd never talk about the nuance that actually occurs for again, the many people who have abortions and it is the right choice for them. 
and for their families. Um, and they're just looking at it as this like narrow scope of, oh, the, the world, worldly world and everyone is just running around doing girls gone wild and hooking up and that's why they're going to get an abortion instead of acknowledging that it is something that is you know personal and can be really complex and um is also something that it should be a conversation with the person and their doctor and you know any loved one that they want to talk to um, so yeah, it's just like, they're spreading misinformation and it's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah such common, like the, the bullshit that everyone spews them yeah. just to like in a kinder voice to a more yes. vulnerable audience. Right. Yeah. And to have these, again, like probably, you know, 12, 13 to, you know, 16 year old girls hearing this, um, and maybe ending up in that situation someday and kind of having that voice in the back of their head and feeling shame for it instead of, um, like Ali was saying, having space to kind of talk about their feelings in relation to faith and, you know, how they're making this decision um, and, and how to feel like they can still take part in, you know, religious community after that. There's a, a very sinister dissonance, I feel like, between the brand that they have crafted and what you just described, which I think yeah. you described it perfectly, kind of the stance that they take. Mm -hmm. But something you kind of can't imagine unless you watch those videos is the way they put it is so odd because they're so peppy and they're so uh -huh. like, you know, Jesus loves you. And we are just so excited to praise the Lord. And it's like, great. Good. And we're just That's coming fine. out of this from the goodness of our hearts. Yeah. And it's like, they're talking about that in that tone. And it's like, um, but if you stray from God's good design, then you will be broken forever. Like, it's just this sort of weird sing-songy, I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know. I, I feel like I don't have words for how deftly they weave it in weave in the more the darker parts of what yeah. they have to and say again, like I feel like that kind of messaging is it's not like coming out very hard like we are anti-abortion we're anti-drag queen like very aggressive about it it's like weaved in between again like how to be happy that you don't have a boyfriend or or when you don't have a boyfriend and you know like the the sisters have talked about dealing with infertility and miscarriages and I feel like that's so wonderful to talk about mm -hmm. um you know especially as young women who you know viewers have seen like pre-marriage get married and you know now have kids in various ways um so there's again like it's coming from this weird place where it's all pastel and friendly and warm and inviting. Um, and then talking about these like really real subjects and then mixing in this like homophobia, transphobia, like sexism and misogyny. Um, misinformation. And mis yeah, like yeah. real misinformation. Um, it's, it's very disturbing. Are we selling you, Sam, a little more? <laughs> yeah, they sound great. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, obviously awful and and even another level of awful that the market is like, or the, the intended audience is not like uh, all of us who are, you know, have more life experience and can more easily parse like what is true to us and what's not. And yeah. instead the audience, the intended audience is much younger and much more in need of positive figures telling them what to do and what's going on. Yeah. And also yeah. like the fragility of, that demographic you know young women who are experiencing sexuality for the first time who are transitioning in their bodies in lots of ways who are coming to know their feelings about themselves about gender about sexuality about all of this like it is such a fright for, for for men also for for anyone for any person like that's just such a fragile time yeah and you're so scrambling to find the right answer and yeah. they just say it with such confidence right like if you do this you are forsaking the word of the lord that's just the way it yeah. is and it's like that it sounds like an answer 
It sounds yeah. like that's the answer. And like you said, the packaging is so cute and pretty and upbeat and bright. Like it millennial pink. Seem... Yeah. <laughs> um, very Christian girl autumn. Um, mm. it doesn't feel, um, threatening at all. It doesn't feel damaging at all. It feels like you're in the cool Christian girl sorority mm. and it's, it's so insidious. So I'm very excited for all of us to infiltrate their conference. That will be take amazing. them down from the inside. Do you know anything about the conference? Like what happens there? I don't know if you got I, what you needed from everything else. <laughs> I definitely did not sign up for the conference. Oh no, fair enough. Um, I think it's it's very like, you know, TED Talks kind of thing. Um, you know, they might do like workshops about again lead these various topics. Um you know, I know they have like, um, like devo devotionals and, you know, journals for, for girls. So I think they do some of that work as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's something where they're like, oh, get like a, your like youth group friends and like, all come to this thing or like, get, you know, your sisters and all come, um, and try to make it like a big group activity. Um, I feel it's like, um, oh, do you guys know Rachel Hollis? Oh, oh yeah. Um, so I feel like, like her, like, she's like girl. the adult version of that. <laughs> yeah. Like she's like, girl, you're defined. <laughs> right. Um, even Rachel Hollis, like she's, she's, she's ridiculous. I, I think she is also Christian, but I, I feel like she has she's, a little more. Yeah. She's not like, she's a little like, more progressive. So, yes. Sure. She is definitely like, if there was, um, like girl defined on one end and like a Brene Brown on the other mm. Rachel Hollis is like more in the middle yeah um but I think like similar conference but the branding too. is yeah very, very, definitely very oh and also um just a fun fact at the end here um they're related to Nazis what? so that's fun um so Bethany and her husband like maybe a couple of years ago at this point went to Germany on a vacation because like Germany is beautiful um mm. And um, Bethany was like, oh, we have family here. Or like, we had family here. And they, you know, shared a bunch of pictures on Instagram. And like, you know, it was like, oh, beautiful German town, like beer garden, like all the, you know, classic stuff. And they took a picture with um, this tombstone. And she was like, oh, this is like the town, you know, my grandmother grew up in. Here's like my grandfather's gravestone. And the internet was like, honey, your grandfather was a Nazi mayor, like oh. literally. And then she, and it was just like, you, maybe you don't post that one on Instagram. And um, they're like, psych, uh, jokes on you. All of our grandfathers were <laughs> Nazi mayors. We're four for four. <laughs> or you only get two. Nailed it. Grandma's also. <laughs> I don't think you get a Nazi grandpa without a Nazi grandma. Do you right. know what I mean? They come yeah. in a set. Yeah, I think unless you were going deep undercover, like that doesn't work. Too that deep. sounds like a that personally that sounds like a great book if you're looking for something else. It's a, a secretly progressive communist spy oh. who's married to a Nazi oh. mayor. Oh my god! And then she's murdering everyone. Yeah, oh, this story has everything. Oh, I love that. I was gonna say only if she gets to like kill him at the oh, end yeah. with, with some well, kind of she would be device. like every every you know officer or whatever who comes to the house and she's like oh here's my schnitzel and they like she poisons it and it, she uh, can do it in a way where it's like maybe she found some mushrooms ooh. where it's like oh these will kill you like like three days later and no one ever knows it's me better and better ideas coming yeah. from this podcast annie please. oh and she's sealing the the secrets and like getting them to the allies i oh, love it well love speaking of this. uh storytelling and you weaving stories um <laughs> I would love to hear how one informed the other because I'm yes. really so excited about this like idea of breaking into that topic with nuance. Um, but also I'm curious, like what came first for you? The story um, that you wanted to tell or the the branding that you saw and the videos and media that you I mean saw. definitely the story um I think for that you know I read the Scarlet Letter in high school and I was very upset that Hester Prynne didn't just immediately be like it's this dude right here like we didn't I didn't get pregnant on my own it's this guy um and 
So like years later, I was like, oh, like what would like a, a scarlet letter retelling me? Um, and when I realized I'm like, oh, the A would be abortion, like that, you know, it's so divisive, um, and especially in religious society. So I was like, oh, I really like this idea. And so again, like when I was kind of framing the story, I, I did want to have the main character be someone who connected with faith. And, you know, again, it wasn't just like one side is good, one side is bad, um, but a character who like wanted to um, engage with um, like a higher power and the faith community um, while also like making this decision that is the right decision for her. Um, and so kind of in, you know, again, looking back at like, okay, what, you know, what are teen Christian teens today doing? Hey kids, like what, it, what are the cool things that we are up to? Um, and finding girl to find, like that was something that for me was very kind of inspirational for some of her, her youth group friends. Um, and you know, like at least one in particular where I was like, oh, she would definitely watch girl to find and be like, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I go to church. I am a good girl. I, live by the rules. Um, and this is, this is what you do. Um, and having, you know, that character, um, kind of come, have a, come, come to Jesus moment, um, <laughs> in realizing that like, oh, maybe my friend is going through something complicated and isn't just like a terrible person. So yeah, like I wanted to kind of take that, that inspiration. And he's again, like that really friendly, warm, like cozy, like bright, happy packaging for a character who thinks of like, oh, I'm just hearing all these messages. And that seems like the very correct and very easy answer. And so like, I'm signing up for this. This is the way I live my life. I, you know, make sure I have my camisole under a top that's, you know, maybe a little too low. Um, and she is, you know, a supporting character, but again, someone who like is also kind of struggling with how how does someone make this decision when I know this person I thought she was a good person um so like how to kind of move away from the the Kristen Bethany-ness of it to understanding how the world can be more nuanced and the great thing about that is that so much of that is truly a tale as old as time which is mm -hmm. a woman or women deciding what women womanhood is for them and then deciding that that is, by definition, what womanhood is. Right. Um, and I think that is so, like, it doesn't even have to be womanhood. Like, it's, you know, that's that's how these things start. That's how everything yeah. starts. That's how all sort of, all these schisms happen is somebody decides that their experience is the definitive, the defined, yeah. if you will, experience and offers that definition as an objective truth and it's just like hey it's not mm -hmm. me and they say a lot I noticed this they say a lot and we'll lean on this isn't us talking this is the word yes of right we don't decide it's not that I don't like gay people I'm it's, not gonna say how I feel about yeah. gay people I'm gonna say I'm just following this yeah I am going to go to God's word, which is how they would put it. Like mm -hmm. they, they're like the design for womanhood is in God's word. And that is all that we need. And that's, and so in a way they sort of take, uh, take a back road and are like, well, this isn't us defining it. Mm -hmm. God has defined it. God defined, frankly. Yeah. It's such like a passive way of enacting your judgment on people. Like right. it's such, like it's coming well, from a place where it's like, well, it's not me, but you are going to hell. Like it's like I also watched um a lot of TikTok, obviously. And you know, people do kind of um videos about like the character of you know, very like youth groupy people. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, you know, God has like put this on my heart to talk <laughs> to you. And it's never like um I wanted to tell you you look like a fugly slut. It's like God put this on my heart and it's really been weighing on me. And yep. I need just to share that. God thinks you're a fugly slut. Like, <laughs> and I think that's the way they're doing it. Yeah. There's some also some great um Christian or ex-Christian. A lot of them are still Christian yeah. uh, influencers doing those characters, you know, and they still have a faith-based life, but they're oh, yeah. like, I see this trope all the time of, you know. The sort of Reg Christian Regina George. Yeah. Um, mean Girls is everywhere. It's permeating my brain. 
really is. I was just imagining oh like Jesus in a frantic sitting down, <laughs> ripping a picture in half. This girl is a fugly slut. Do not <laughs> do trust not her. trust her. And, and it's, it's Judas. Like, yeah, it's Judas. <laughs> oh my god. Is, the is that not what happened? Is that not what happened? <laughs> this is the crossover between Mean Girls the Musical and Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, that we've all been waiting for. Obviously. <laughs> Let us return to God's word and, and find out what really <laughs> happened here. My God. Oh. Uh, so so yeah, that would that's been my um girl defined experience. Um part of me wants to be like you should go look at the videos yourself and really experience this, but also don't, don't do it. Just I think you nailed us. it. I think you, you know? definitely captured it. Um, so we don't need to give them that. Yeah, out. right. Exactly. Don't make YouTube give them money. Or you can maybe go on TikTok and see little clippies. <gasps> yes. That doesn't go to them. There you go. And people really clipping it are probably like, this is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I really like um there's another YouTuber, like uh Fundy Fridays. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fundy um, Fridays is great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, you you do the deep dive for me. And I'm just gonna yeah. watch you now. He's Absolutely. done some great deep dives on a lot of sinister evangelical um families and oh, God. Um, reality shows and things Mm. like that and I also want to just make it very clear like being evangelical is not sinister in the slightest it's just Mm. that this like I I think it's also like kind of offensive as somebody who does have a faith-based life like you know something of a faith-based life you know acting like this is what faith is that's that's not right I mean it's very like capitalism as faith um you know again whether you're on TLC and selling your family or you know you have a YouTube channel like it is very much using your faith for money for fame um and and that is easier when you tell people that you have the right way to do things and there is one right way versus we can have a nuanced conversation about faith and modern life and you know difficult choices and really terrible situations and how you can hold you know belief in a higher power and also see terrible trauma and like how to hold both of those at the same time that's just not as like fun or cute packaging but it's something I enjoy yeah and if you enjoy that too check out Red by Anna yeah. Hardy yeah <laughs> read my book for um trying to hold different ideas in your head about faith and um abuse and hope and trauma um it's available at any place books are sold yeah annie thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us um i just can't can't wait to dive in and like i I really do want to go back and watch some of these youtube videos now so i'm gonna have to (laughs) boot up tiktok but it's really exciting to see this really black and white thinking pulled into a piece of art that makes it gray and offers us the gray because that's where everything interesting is Mm -hmm. so um I appreciate that and I um you know recommend that everybody go check out red it's already yeah it's already out right yeah yeah it's it's in stores it's on the internet um, or you can check it out from your library. You don't even have to buy it. Like, oh, that's a good point. You know, love your librarians. Yes. Download the Libby app and <gasps> oh, look love it up. Libby. Go get it from the library and have a drag queen read it to you. <gasps> Wouldn't that be good? Do you think they could <laughs> do that? I think that they could. It would be. It would. You'd have to um, bring a lot of ones for tips. I'm just <laughs> yeah, it's, and it I would. A, it is a novel, so yeah. yeah. You got to come prepared. Hey, maybe it's a, it's a few sessions. Maybe it's a few Saturdays right. at the library. I love that. Chapter by chapter. Drag queens for teens. <laughs> I love that. Annie, thank you so, so much oh, for your time you. and for your work. Yes. And thank you listeners for joining us today. Until next time. Bye bye, horror honeys. We'll see you next Tuesday. I'm Horrified is recorded and produced by us, Sam Bierstow and Allie Gavin in Boston, Massachusetts. Our art is by Leah Brilliard and Allie Gavin. You can find us on Twitter at I'm Horrified Pod and at I'm Horrified Podcast.com. 
And you can tell us what horrifies you at I'm Horrified Podcast at gmail.com. If you liked hanging out with us, tell your friends, share us on your socials, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for stopping by, horror honeys. Thank you.